Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Series. I'm Ray Allen, President and CEO of Peppershock Media, also a Chief Marketing Officer for Hire. And today I'm sitting down with Shelly Gartman, or otherwise known as Shelly G. <laughs> Shelly, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for a living. So I'm the CEO of Women Ignite International, and we do conferences and networking events, masterminding, and then I'm also a speaker. And I love to go in and do keynotes or consulting with businesses and nonprofits about things like culture and branding and team building, those kind of things. Excellent. And we had yeah. Shelly come with our team and uh, go over strength finders yeah. and learn about the strengths of each of us. And you kind of shared some stories. And mm -hmm. I learned that I have command and woo <laughs> yeah. and all kinds of fun things. Let's talk you a little do. bit about uh, the strength finders and why mm -hmm. the importance of knowing uh, how your team can work together. What is it that you uh, like to share with people when you work with them um, about their team with their teams? You know, strengths is my favorite tool. If you said you could only use one, that would be it. And it's by Gallup, and so they don't pay me to say that, but I really love the hardiness of it. So no matter what your business is, what, um, what type of personality, your, your team can get so much value from it. And usually people roll their eyes or like, no, not another personality test or whatever, but this one's so hardy with 40 years of research to it. So what I find is the number one challenge in the workplace or any team is communication. Right. That's the number one challenge. Uh, big or small, nonprofit or for-profit. And so as we learn our differences, how we're wired, how we approach things, and the fact that it's not as much right or wrong, it's just that you're gonna do it really different than me and see it different than me. And how can we then pull up those superpowers, those strengths, work together and honor each other's strengths, but also honor our own. And that's easier said than done. But with that education piece and that awareness piece, people can really play with that, have fun with it and learn how to not just tolerate each other, but really integrate with each other and maximize results. Right, because there's some people who are futuristic in thinking, some yes. people that are, you know, there's, like you said, there's what, 40, 30 different? Yeah, there's 34 strings, and okay. they, they give them to you in order of how you lean into them or use them. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, by utilizing and knowing what the other people's strengths are, then it just makes your team stronger altogether. Correct. And having healthy teams, we know, um, have healthy, healthy employees create healthy clients, creates a Correct. healthy brand. Yes. And so utilizing those tools help mm -hmm. um, in building the team. So tell me about some of the things that you've done across the world. When you go and work with companies, where, where have you been? Where was your adventure last? Oh, well, where I'm going next okay. is really fun. I get to go to South America and go to Ecuador and Brazil and Argentina and and I get to work with young adult teams there, which young adults are my favorite. Aww. But I, lo I love all people, but um, it's fun to work in multicultural settings. That's okay. one of the fun things I've gotten to do, where you use a translator and you have all of these cultural things that play in. The body language is different, the way they mm -hmm. approach things is different, the way they use humor is different, and so it's a fun challenge. It's, it's like that next level from just an American team. When you have a multicultural team, you've got different things than just strengths and education and experience at play you have cultural dynamics that feed in. So it's really fun to then help teams, you know, again, figure out what are our strengths? What are our challenging spots? How do we work through those so that we can stay on task? Now, do you usually have all of the team together in a room or do you use like a, a web conferencing tool when you're working with teams? My favorite is to, is to have them all in the room. 
because I can see a lot more of the body language and, you know, people say energy doesn't lie. And I'm definitely one of those intuitive coaches where if we're going in a direction that's not really working, I can kind of course correct and go somewhere else. But I have learned, that being said, that Zoom, Skype, Google, I've been surprised at how well that does work. I, oh, I didn't think yeah. it would at first, right. but my favorite is to be live and in the room. Yeah, we just subscribed to Zoom and paid for it because we want something reliable. And so yes. far, it's been treating us pretty well. Yes, is that your favorite or which one do you use? Th that's the one I use the most when I'm doing the online stuff. And we yeah. are going more online, right? We can maximize right. our time so much more by utilizing the, the online tools. But I was resistant to it at first, I yeah. have to admit. Yeah. I was like, it's not going to work as good. Yeah. And then yeah. I saw it worked pretty well. So right. I've been surprised. And you've been doing some Facebook Lives, too. Mm -hmm. I see every once in a while. Correct. I get to hear. And, yeah. um, uh, Jenny Q is uh, telling you a little bit about what's going on there with what you have uh, together. So we have a show called the Ignite Your Life show and you know we focus a lot on both professional development and personal growth because we feel like it's truly connected. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're a human everywhere we go and so as we develop ourselves personally we can bring that into our cause or our business. But we've teamed up. She's ranked number two in the world for live streaming. Oh wow! So she's yeah. she's pretty amazing, and we just have fun. It's fun to collaborate, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And when you talk about working on teams, it just brings more energy and, and dynamics. And we love to interview people. We need to have you guys on the show yeah, I'd love and to. talk about trends and all of that because, as you know, it changes so quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I find the number one challenge for people is they feel overwhelmed. Oh yeah, there's. All right. kinds of ways to get out there in the world now and what's effective, what's not effective, yeah. what's working, are you tracking it, all of those things. And yeah. it changes every five minutes. <laughs> exactly. And so, yes. you know, you, you have some expertise in some yeah. of those areas where other people feel like, ah, it's, yeah. it's too much. So we just try to unpack it one bite at a time for people and just give them little actionable things they can do to keep expanding. So let's talk a little bit about Women Ignite. What is it? What do you, I mean, you've got so many things going on. So explain a little. What is Women Ignite? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it started as a conference. And if you would have told me it was going to go into more, I probably wouldn't have done it. So <laughs> good news. I didn't know. Like most things, right? right. Uh, it started as an annual conference for women with, again, the professional development and the personal growth. And we have a trade show with that, a very intergenerational context, which is really fun and a very authentic conversation, kind of like we're having now. It's not scripted, it's just from your guts, right. what's happening and how can we grow and scale and reach all these audacious goals. Yeah. But then it's dovetailed out into you know mm -hmm. ongoing networking groups uh, like WeLift, our new networking organization, mm -hmm. and Masterminds, and um, a Millennials, a Young Professionals division where they're doing online Zoom book clubs and nice. stuff. And oh, cool. so um, really fun. And now we're getting asked to go into other areas around the, the nation. And so we'll see how that unfolds. But it's oh, been cool. super fun. It's been a lot, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I continue to need to grow and learn and collaborate so that I can keep up. And you're an author, too. You have a book. Correct. Tell me about the book well, the, and the process going through writing it. What, what happened? How did you get that uh, book you out? You know, my first book. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, it took me like 10 years to write my first book, <gasps> and I'm not happy to admit that. I'm glad that. I'm not the only one because it's not. taken me forever. <laughs> and it just feels, all the things, right? And mm -hmm. prior to everything feels like a number one thing, and it was really important to me. And some people say, well, if it's important, you'll do it. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was important, but it kept falling down in the list. And so finally, I co-authored with somebody because I knew I needed the accountability oh. and that I would see it through, and I did. And yes. we wrote The Ignited Entrepreneur. And uh, so that was fun, but it was also, it's like once you give birth to the first one, the rest of them are not that hard. Okay. To finish that book, though, I will say one trick I used because I was so busy by the end of the night, I was yeah. exhausted, and I had nothing left to write. 
So I decided I would record it. Oh, Because yeah. I speak. Right. Right? I speak. I, I, I assume this is the phone. You're this is talk the phone. You're talking to the phone. Yeah, this is the phone. <laughs> this is my iPhone, yes. Yeah. You saw the hand yes, signal. Yes, I did. Okay. universal sign I got language this. Yes. for iPhone. Yeah. And you, there's all these great apps, and some of them even dictate while you speak, yeah, or nice. you can have it dictated later. And you can always edit later. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is edit later, fix yeah. it later. Don't overprocess. Don't overfilter. Really just idea. do it. Yeah. And if I speak it, it's actually a lot more true to my voice than if I write it where I'm pre-editing as uh, I write. Right. Yeah. And so that's the way I do my books now. Is record it. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. So ah, it's a great trick. Have somebody else edit it and put it, yes. put it together. And then you when can, you're driving around yeah. and you've got great brain juice still yeah. happening in the day, but you might have hours of driving, you can just, I can speak a chapter in 15 minutes and nice. knock it out. Nice. So my last book, I locked myself in a room for a weekend and recorded the chapters, and then I, I wrote my book in a weekend. Wow. wow. And that works That's better impressive. for me than, like, writing every day or something And like it was that. just the entire time from start to finish, that's what you focused on and mm -hmm. you were able to get it out. That's nice. what I did. Right. I came out of my room to eat and just kind of walk <laughs> around a little bit and then I just hunkered back down. Because for me to kind of hyper-focus works better on yeah. projects like that than to do it daily because mm. with kids and all the things, it's just right. hard for me to stay focused. So everybody's different. Yeah. I find, you know, you have to find what works for you with your strengths and your, mm -hmm. your family and your habits right. and it may not look the way it does for somebody else and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, maybe I'll take some of that advice and, and get my book done finally. <laughs> I'm hoping by this time next year I'll have something. Um, I'm, you know, trying to do a chapter a month, basically, Good. is what I've been trying to do. So, um, so far we're on the on the path. I have the outline. <laughs> good. Which is good, but, uh, and it'll be about marketing. So mm -hmm. I get to put that down on paper and hopefully Very good. people will, will get to read it and like it and love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's the other thing too, marketing the book, getting it out there. I Correct. mean, and you're a speaker, you're a presenter, you're an author. I mean, do you find that um, because you've been in those roles, it's easier to sell your books? Huh. Yeah, and the, the, the best way to sell your books is live events. Yeah. Um, just because, as you know, it's like online's very noisy. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit, I'm not the greatest at selling my book online. I just feel like I'm always got, I've always got so many things I'm putting out online that right. I don't focus on my book. So I mm -hmm. see other people launch full-blown marketing uh, campaigns mm -hmm. for their book. And I always think, that would be lovely if I would do that. Or <laughs> maybe my team can help me do mm -hmm. that on my next book. But yeah, it's great to have that merchandise for your event. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just to be able to negotiate. Um, you know, maybe they can't pay you as big of a speaker fee, but they'll buy your book for their people because they um, invest in curriculum for their people as ongoing development. And so mm -hmm. sometimes it just gives you that ability to adapt to mm -hmm. what somebody can work with. So Women Ignite is usually mm -hmm. in October, correct? correct. And mm -hmm. is it always the, sec the, the second weekend or no? You know, ish. So this year it's, yeah, the 26th, 27th. So okay. it's always about the second half of October. Sometime in October. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, what's the website? Women Ignite? International.com. Women Ignite International.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. well, we'll get that out there so that people can... Mm -hmm. Check it out and come see it. I mean, what, yeah. what do they expect when they, if they've never been to a Women Ignite conference? What, what so do I expect? So funny. I was talking with them. Um, I had lunch with ICCU yesterday. We were talking. They were one of our sponsors. And uh, they were saying it's so hard to articulate it unless you've been to the room. And so we just have a lot of speakers, usually around 16 speakers, mostly women, but a couple of men. We love men. Mm -hmm. And we want to invite them into this equality conversation and this mm -hmm. growth collaborative conversation because right. it's all of us together. Right. And so you'll find just a variety of, of mostly women, but a couple men in different spaces from technology to entrepreneurs to corporate America and just looking at how do we bust through our blocks, our, our mm -hmm. limiting beliefs, our whatever we're lacking to go to that next place. How do we do that and do that together? 
with a big emphasis on fun yeah. and yeah. laughter and things that I think sometimes in work we get away too much from right. in right. the grind. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people this year, I notice it's trending with the grind. Oh, we're going to grind. And for me, I'm like, uh, you know, I work mm -hmm. really hard, but I also want it to be fun and to feel right. like it's coming somewhat naturally too. Right. Good. So that's kind of our focus. Nice. Yeah. So in, in this year, you have a theme. We do. What is your theme? Our theme is it's our time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, I really feel like it's a great time. I know there's a lot of negative press out there if you focus on that, but I think mm -hmm. the economy's great. People are kind of brushed off the recession pretty well right now, and, and we're looking at where we are and what's next. Um, mm -hmm. The millennials have come in. We've got a lot of fresh blood in a lot of our organizations, and mm -hmm. that's creating some challenge, but also some great opportunity for mm -hmm crazy amounts of growth. Right. So I really believe individually and collectively, like we're in some of our best times that I've ever seen right. in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I think people like you and I were in our prime. Yeah. You know, we've kind of been through highs and lows, but we've got some great experience and some great ideas about how to help people moving forward. And so I, I'm authentically just jazzed about it and yeah. want to focus on that. Like it's our time to, to do the things. Excellent. And kill it. <laughs> from, a, from a culture perspective, you, you talked a little bit about the marketing uh, or the millennial generation coming mm -hmm. in and, and, and I have millennials that work with us too. And I, it's interesting the, the thought process that they might have versus maybe a boomer or a different mm -hmm. generation. What do, you, mm -hmm. what do you, what kind of advice do you give to the millennials and then also maybe the senior staff yeah, yeah, <laughs> that sure. are working with millennials. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> this is probably one of the biggest things I get brought in on and so there's a lot, but how mm -hmm. do I nutshell it? The millennials, I usually hear myself say things like, um, I know you want to collaborate and speak into things, which is so good, and, and learning how to choose, mm -hmm. you know, the right opportunities and the right people to go to and mm -hmm. not sometimes take in too much, mm -hmm. you know, don't go into your CEO and tell them the top 40 things you think they're doing wrong or <laughs> that you would do different because you're actually not the CEO, someday you probably will be, but in this moment, um, if you feel really passionate about something, work it through with a journal, work it through with friends, don't just go in and rah, um, you know, be, be careful and intentional about it. And if you're going to a senior, you know, somebody more of a boomer, look at how you're dressed, look at your languaging, because it's actually a cultural difference, kind of like North America, South America. Right. We dress different, we talk different. It's not as much right or wrong, but it's very different. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to talk to you and you're, you know, 65 or older, I may want to be careful with my languaging and the way I present myself so that you can receive what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, when the, when the boomers are working with the millennials, I, I try to have them focus on what are the net results. So boomers will look at millennials and go, why are they always carrying their cell phone around? And why are they looking at text messages? And again, it's just very different because millennials mm -hmm. were raised on Google instead of breast milk, right? Like it's a very <laughs> different. But how are they performing? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, are the projects getting done? Is mm -hmm. the culture good? Are they happy? Are they making your clients happy? What's the net deliverable? And, and focusing more on that instead of kind of how it looks and again, those culture, cultural mm -hmm. differences. Mm -hmm. um, and again, languaging, you know, accepting the fact that, that they are gonna approach it differently, but looking at the strengths that those generations bring. Because the generations also have different strengths that they bring to the table, right. which make a team so strong when we can collaborate. 
So one of the things that always comes up with millennials is that, oh, they don't stick around at a job, but mm -hmm. job loyalty is dead. Mm -hmm. What do you, what kind of advice do you give a millennial? I mean, it seems like sometimes, um, you know, we have them for about two years mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, they want to move on or, mm -hmm. or move up and, you know, so I, I'm curious, is it just the norm and we should accept that that's what's going to happen with our millennials, that they want to stick around for two years or mm -hmm. do we do things to try to continue to attract and retain them? Mm -hmm. I think both and. Yeah. I think when I was a young adult, I didn't stay at the places I started at forever either because yeah. you get mm -hmm. in and you learn who you are and what you like and don't like. Um, and sometimes you learn enough to realize you, you might be better suited somewhere else or right. the company might outgrow you. Um, I think sometimes people don't hire well either. They don't mm -hmm. look at strengths. Mm -hmm. They hire a cool human, but maybe that human isn't a great fit for the job description, right. or maybe the job evolves and it's not a fit. Mm -hmm. Millennials also love to cross-train. They really, really do. Mm -hmm. They don't love, generally, This can mm -hmm. there, there can be exceptions to this, but they don't love to be super pigeonholed in. Mm -hmm. So being able to use all of their strengths as much as possible okay. keeps them happier longer versus mm -hmm. I feel like there's any kind of a ceiling. They just mm -hmm. kind of rage against that. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, you know, I hear a lot of um, Older people say, well, they're not loyal. They, they don't stick around. But to be fair, companies don't keep people around always like they used to. Mm -hmm. We see mass layoffs. We see um, people that will lay this person off and hire somebody else that's mm -hmm. a lot less expensive. And so it's not like my dad or my grandfather's age where people stayed at a company for 30 or 40 right. years. Yeah. So there is a trust difference now. People mm -hmm. don't trust as much. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, they do move on more. I think that's a little bit cultural. Yeah. But I think we can you know, have less attrition with good mm -hmm. cultures, with mm -hmm. creating some collaborative opportunities. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. always, mm -hmm. but some. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, getting the feedback, listening to it, mm -hmm. taking what we can. Um, and just having that mm -hmm. open communication and letting them cross train, you'll keep them longer. And, and hiring right at the beginning. Right. Because mm -hmm. everybody's on that honeymoon at the first. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I like you, you mm -hmm. know, you like me, but is mm -hmm. it a fit? Right. That will solve a lot of long-term problems. Good. Yeah. Good. And it's not to say that we've lost all of them. Some of them have gone back to school yeah, or, you know, sure. those, those types of things. Which but is normal for their yeah, age, yeah. right? And I mm -hmm. find myself wanting to root them on, you know, to, to make that happen so that they can continue yeah. to go and do more and more. So, mm -hmm. um, well, I think uh, unless there's anything else that you would like to cover about culture and branding, um, we can wrap this up. But uh, I think um, it's always nice to get to talk to other uh, CEO and commanding women, right? That's part of yours <laughs> and Woo, too. Yeah. I think we have similar yes. strengths. But uh, anyway, so thank you so much for joining us and uh, listening to this. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at peppershock.com.